Well, it's a very interesting thing that's just happened to me. I don't think this has ever happened actually in the history of my time at the Vineyard. I'm ser- I'm, this is a serious moment. I forgot my notes. They're great notes. <laughs> they're, they're back in my office. So I'm just standing here thinking in a vulnerable family environment after I just got up and said, the Lord said, let loose this morning. <laughs> so talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to go get my notes. No, I'm not. It's a joke. Uh, that's fun. That's how fun is that? All right. Get ready, everybody. Um, before the message may begin, uh, I was... Uh, just sitting there, then laying there, then standing there, then sitting again there worshiping. And the closeness of the Lord was on me. <laughs> you know, I felt it. And um, Becky, where's Becky? Who gave me the word? Becky, thank you. Becky gave me this word this morning just coming in. And I don't think she knew maybe exactly what it was about. But she said from Acts seventeen twenty seven, God is not far from each one of us. Right. And then she added to that, God is closer than we think or feel. And uh, I was just sitting there imagining, just completely honest here, imagining what it would be like to be 100% accepted. You know how you, you can walk into any environment, and even in your most you know, beloved, caring environments, you, you can walk in and there's maybe this 1%, 2%, 10%, whatever percent of you that just says, Boy, if anybody really knew deep down, anyone ever deal with that? If anyone really knew deep down, you know, they'd they'd push me away. And here in the presence of the Lord, I just want to announce that as a lie from the pit of hell. Because the, the one who knows us best loves us best. That is not just a truth to kind of, you know, cliche truth to dance around with. That's something to live in. And if the people of God would uh, live in the reality of God's, not just God's nearness, and not just God's love, like he has to love us, right, because he made us, but God's acceptance of us in Christ, it, it, it would change the world. One of us getting that to the core, I think, would change the world. And this was the scripture that the Lord brought to me. It's from Ephesians uh, 1. Starting in verse 4, speaking of God, he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. He chose us. He chose us. He knew every single thing about us. And he chose us. Sometimes we look at that and where it says he, he chose us to be holy and blameless, we think that what the Bible is saying is, Michael, he chose you because you better be holy and blameless. As if our unholy or blame-filled type of behavior could cause us to be unchosen. As if we're powerful enough to God to unchoose ourselves. But it, it says in the scripture that he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love. He predestined us. That's like a two-year sermon series. And I'm not kidding. In love, the core of God's identity, the ultimate ground of all reality, in love, he predestined us. 
Now, I know that some people out there, well, I won't get into the big predestination thing. I've had some conversations about that with people. However you look at the theological concept of God choosing people for salvation or whatever, the scripture is crystal clear. Those of us in Christ, in love, he predestined us to be adopted. I don't know how else you could get near to the feeling of the reality of total acceptance. You know, sometimes in maybe you're in a dating relationship or even in a marriage relationship or in a work relationship. And you think, as long as I do the right thing, as as long as I play by the rules, you know, I fit in here. But man, if I if I veer off, if I I could I could be just as easily fired as hired, right? And the heart of God towards us is in love. He predestined us. He determined before the foundations of the earth that we would be his chosen ones. And he, you know the life that's popping through your brain right now? He knows about that. He knew about it. He knows about it. He's completely... Um, because God is outside of time, he's eternal, that means he's present to every moment of time. And just let that one blow your head up, okay? God is present to every moment of time. So God is fully present to your very worst day. Don't spend any time thinking about it, okay? We've already spent years getting healed from it, right? Not just the worst day you acted on, but the worst day that was enacted upon you. God's present to that. Fully present. And in love, he predestined you to be adopted as his children. He chose you. Full acceptance. I mean, you know, what's the, what's the, um, you, you guys realize I'm performing without a net up here. So as my friend Dave Knoll says, uh, so I need some help. All right. What's the little thing you see in stores, the little um, live like you something, dance like you something, and sing? How's that go? Give it to me, Vonda. I only know the one line, dance like nobody's watching. Okay, we don't want to do that one. (laughs) Sing like nobody's listening. Dance like no one's watching. Cry like a baby. I think it's love like you've never been hurt or something like that. Is that right? Is that right? Okay, I realize that's not in the Bible, except that it is. Right? Except that in principle, a person fully accepted by God. I mean, a person who would know complete and total acceptance. What if you didn't have to hide? What if you didn't have to hide? We try to hide from God. How, how well does that work? Survey says, <laughs> he knows it all, right? What if we didn't have to hide our, our truest in Christ selves? What if we didn't have to hide that before people? Now, be careful here, all right? <laughs> Let loose is a good thing, but there are some things that should be kept bound, But what if we truly didn't have to hide before the Lord and before the Lord's body, the church? What if we didn't have to hide? What if we walked around not just with the idea and maybe even the theology, but the 
the literal uh, incarnated truth that we are 100% fully and wholly accepted by God. Some famous guy whose name I can't remember, he says, grace is accepting your acceptance in spite of the fact that you're unacceptable. And, and, and grace is what saves us, according to Ephesians 2, right? So grace, that accepting our acceptance in spite of the fact that we and everyone else around us knows that in our broken nature, we're unacceptable. And God says to that, I choose you. God says to that, in love, before the foundation of the earth, I predestined you to be adopted. I don't even think I've gotten started yet. To be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ, in accordance with his, this is Ephesians 1 if you want to go there, in accordance with his pleasure and will. Paul cannot stop. It's like he's inspired by the Holy Spirit. Oh, he is. Paul is in a Holy Spirit download in Ephesians chapter 1. He's got a sentence that goes about 10 verses. All right? I'm a guy who loves punctuation, but that's getting out of hand. So Paul says, in, in love, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons. He knew it all. He decided, I'll take you. I'll choose you. Holy, acceptable. You're on my team. You can't do anything to get out. And then it says, in accordance with his pleasure and his will. In other words, he did all that and he was happy about it. Yes. Have you ever had the thought, do not raise your hand? This is a rhetorical question. Inside, raise your hand. Have you ever had the thought, God loves me and he's chosen me, but man, he wishes he could rethink it. Now, maybe if you've never had that thought, God bless you. You're on the ministry team. (laughs) But some of us are plagued with that thought occasionally that God, okay, I know the theology before the foundation of the earth. He chose me. He predestined me. He picked me out. He he said, you're the one, I want you, you're mine. And it says, in accordance with his pleasure and will, and we think, but God, man, you just really wish you could get me off your team. Or at the very least, we might think, you know, I'm second string. So let me just say to the people gathered in the name of Jesus at the Indy Vineyard, there is no such thing as second string in the family of God. There's no such thing as second string. He didn't choose us because of what we would do. He, choose, he chose us because of what he was planning to do in us. I mean, he just, he, you know, he, he looked at you guys. I prophesied to you last week, so I'm just on you again. He looked at you guys. He looked at every single one of them. He said, you know, it's not that they're going, that, that, that they have innately this amazing thing that I can come and tag on and say, look, I, they're mine. No, he looked at us in all of our mess. Not you guys, of course. (laughs) He looked at us in all of our mess, and he said, I cannot wait to work in that one. It was according to his pleasure and his will. I I don't know the Greek word, maybe somebody can help me, but with pleasure. But I'm sure that underneath it is delight. Delight. You know, the Zephaniah 3, 17, he um, he will delight over you with singing. 
It's the heart of God towards his people. And I am all for holiness and obedience. And in fact, the whole message that you're not receiving right now was about wisdom. And I have very good notes. I'll put them on the Internet and maybe I'll preach it next 1130. We'll find out if I remember. I'm all about obedience and I'm all about, you know, we get wisdom so that we can do God's will. But we don't earn God's favor by doing God's will. We do God's will because we already have God's favor. I mean, again, it's just we can we can run over that and say that that's true. But until that is ingrained into our hearts, until we live out of the reality that we are 100 percent totally accepted by God. We will never live as the children that Marvin talked about. We will be servants. We will be workers, but we won't be able to be lovers. You you can't really give away what you don't have. Right. So until we get I mean, to some extent, God is gracious and he does things through us. Right. But to some extent, until we understand how we've been adopted, predestined, accepted by God, we can't give away the free gift of salvation. How do you how do how do you give it away? How do you give away the free gift of grace when you're living by works inside? And so for some of us, this is just a call to repentance. Isn't that fun of anything that you put your hand to that you think by this, I will gain acceptance from God, from others or even from myself. I mean, we're just about to go into Lent. Why not pre repent for Lent? It's a pre-repentance sale, okay? Pre-Lent sale just today. Scorn the works that make you think I'm becoming acceptable to God or others. Now, a part of wisdom and a part of obedience is doing for God what you normally would do, right? It's just different reasons. So I'm not saying don't do this stuff, but just don't do it in order to gain acceptance. Do it because you've already been accepted. Ephesians 1, it goes further. In accordance with his pleasure and will, so he did all that and he was happy about it. To the praise of his glorious grace. I mean, it keeps going. It's getting really deep in here now. The grace is getting really, really deep. In other words, when Paul says you've been adopted, you've been predestined, you've been chosen, you've been elected, you've been called out of everyone else and chosen, spoken forth into being. Do you know the word uh, it's rabbit trail? Rabbit trail from no notes. That's really dangerous. When, uh, when the scripture says that we've been chosen, you know, the word is uh, to, to speak out. Lego is to choose. Ek Lego is to, it, the words is to choose out. In other words, when God uh, picks us, it's like he says, Nancy, it's like we're in junior high. Sorry for the image. We're in junior high, you know, and everyone's standing in the line and you're the captain or like me, you're not the captain. And you're just praying, not last. Don't let me be picked last. Don't let me be picked last. Right. You know that prayer. To choose, the Greek word ek lego used right there is to speak forth. It's like, Doug, I speak you forth onto my team. It's the same type of word that's used in creation when God spoke forth creation. So there we are in the junior high of eternity. 
And each of us was chosen first. I don't know how he did that. Each one of us was spoken forth. Marvin, I take you. You are mine. And now in junior high, you couldn't define yourself by the person who chose you because that never worked out well. But in God's kingdom, you are completely defined by the one who chose you. You are utterly and completely defined by the one who chose you. Not defined by what you do, not defined by what you don't do, not, be, not, not defined by what you know or how you look or how you act or even the legacy of your life. You are defined by the one who chose you because it says in Christ he predestined us to be holy and blameless, adopted as his sons in love to the, to the, to, to, to the, to, with his glory and his pleasure and his will. To the, uh, to the praise of his glorious grace. Stephanie, you walk around and God shows people you. And you know what they say? Oh my gosh, look at the grace of God. That's amazing. And that's each and every one of us. We walk around to the praise of his glorious grace. We don't walk around with the idea, look how great I am. God must be really happy I'm on the team. We walk around with, look what God has done with me. And everyone says, because they know us, it must be God. (laughs) And that's good, because you don't want the pressure of having to live up to, I made this by myself. We will always want to defer to God. And you know, that's that's not the best part. We're just about to come to the very best part. In Ephesians 1, 6. To the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us, In the one he loves. New American Standard Version says we have been accepted in the beloved. We have been accepted in the beloved. How does the father think about the son? Just imagine that for like a a minute or a year or the rest of your life. How does the father in heaven think about the son, Jesus? That is how he thinks about us. And you know... We want to say, yeah, but, and with all due respect, I just send that but back to hell. (laughs) There is no but in God's words to us. You have been accepted in the beloved. To the extent that God the Father accepts Jesus the Son, he has accepted us. Period, done, end of sentence, done, eternity, go to heaven. What would it look like to walk in that? What would it look like for, for a minute to walk in that type of acceptance? Before the Lord. Just imagine yourself in your own time with the Lord. What would that look like? You know, uh, even when I'm worshiping sometimes, I spend a lot of time in this sanctuary. I come in, I do, I do my quiet time in the morning here. I read morning prayer. I, I worship in here. Staff will tell you I put loud music on, the same loud music every day. I mean, very, very you, you know my playlist, you know. Even walking around in the sanctuary with loud music, I sometimes can be hindered in my worship. I'm all by myself, just me and the host of heaven. And I can be hindered because I think, what if somebody walks in? And let's just go down my sick thought process. What if someone works in, walks in and sees me worshiping God? I'm a pastor. 
this should be appropriate behavior. <laughs> what if someone walked in and saw me on the floor weeping before the Lord because he's, he's, he's covered my sin? What if someone walked in and saw me making, you know, doing the river dance up here, making a fool of myself? I pray for the day when maybe it's this week, <laughs> maybe it's the 40 days of prayer. I'm leading the 630 slot, Lynn, Woohoo! a.m. Maybe I'll just come in here and dance for a half hour before that. What if we were to walk out in our in our life with God? Full acceptance. What if we were to do it with. Believers, in your transforming group, in your community group, in the men's group, with your spouse, with your children, in your family. What if we were to walk out full acceptance by the Lord? You know, we wouldn't have, there's so much energy we would no longer have to use to guard and protect and posture. I mean, come on, I'm not the only one, right? All the stuff you do to make yourself acceptable. Before the one who already said, I knew it all, you're chosen 100%, and I'm happy about it. And when you live in it, then my grace just gets praised all the more, because look at what I've done in you. And I accepted you in Jesus. I was, uh, I'll finish here. I was uh, sitting in the back of Nancy Brush's seminar yesterday morning. I, 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 I did a little bit of Marvin's, I did a little bit of Nancy's, and... There was, a, there was someone giving a testimony. I won't give her testimony. But a part of her testimony that I just happened to slip in for is she was talking about seeing a vision of Jesus, death on the cross, in hell, and seeing herself placed in Jesus and then raised from the dead. It gave me chills. Because the image is exactly what has happened to the beloved, right? To us, to you. We, we died with Christ, I and mean, we know this theologically, but think of the reality. We, we died with Christ, we were placed in Jesus, who died, experienced death, went to hell, then was raised from the dead, and where are we now? In Christ. Colossians 3, 1, our lives are hidden with Christ in God. How can the devil even find us? He can't. If we will remain, right? And sometimes we think, well, I got to do this stuff to make my, myself look good so I can act like a Christian. Well, let's put all that away and say, hold on. I am wholly accepted. Right. I'm in Christ. Right. Jesus, what are you doing? Because that's what I'm doing. Right. Jesus, you're healing the sick. I guess I'm healing the sick. Jesus, you're caring for the children. I guess I'm caring for the children. Did you get that promo, Judy? Whatever Jesus is doing, we get to do because we've been predestined. We've been adopted. We've been chosen before the foundations of the earth. He elected us you know, to be his children. And there's just joy in heaven over us. So stand up. The ministry team can come forward. Come on forward. I want to uh, pray a blessing of acceptance upon us. And as I'm praying, okay, this is operative word, not when I'm done. As I'm praying, 
If you've got something in your life, it might be thought, action, belief, action against you, whatever, theology, that keeps you from believing and walking out the reality of your total and complete acceptance before the Lord in Christ. And I want you to come forward and either have someone pray for you or if you want, just kneel. And let the Lord touch you and speak the truth to you, okay? As I'm praying, if that's you, I want you to come forward. Let's pray. God, we're in awe. How how can we be in anything but awe? That you chose us before the foundations of the earth to be adopted as your sons and daughters. In love you predestined us. All of this in accordance with your pleasure and your will to the praise of your glorious grace. And in Jesus we have been accepted. And so we declare today that as Jesus is accepted, I am accepted. As Jesus is loved, I am loved. Father, as you love the Son, you love me. Lord, as you smile upon the Savior, you smile upon me. Lord, this morning I accept your acceptance of me. I accept the stamped approval of the Holy Spirit on my life. I accept the freedom of the children of God. Jesus, it is for freedom that you set me free. Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you for stamping our lives with your love. We ask, Lord, that you would pour out that love and abundance in our hearts as you promised. And Lord, to everyone here this morning who needs to know that they know that they know that they know that they are accepted, chosen, loved forever. Lord, do your work this morning. Stamp your children with your love again. Spirit of God, let your love fall down upon this place and flood us. And I ask, Lord, that everyone accepting their acceptance this morning will be commissioned into the world to spread the good news of acceptance in the beloved Jesus. I'm going to be done now, but I don't know that the Lord is done, so I'm just going to let you marinate here in the realm of the Holy Spirit if you need to talk to someone or pray with someone, confess something, receive something, then stay before the Lord, come forward, whatever, whatever you like. 
and go in peace knowing that you are accepted in the beloved Jesus.